0: one thing that I do is to help you create that system so that every year you can just represent that system to your staff and go back over the expectations. It's just that you've got to have the systems in place. You've got to have a procedures in place and things like that. So everybody understands what to do during that time and that it
1: doesn't become a study hall. Welcome to the Teacher Goals Podcast. This is your host, Erica Terry from Healthy Wealthy Educators. And I'm so excited to collaborate with Teacher Goals to bring you a weekly show that equips educators with best practices and actionable strategies to achieve success in the classroom and foster a more connected and empowered school community. Here, we learn by engaging in honest discussions with innovative teachers, administrators, and educational leaders. Are you ready to achieve your teacher goals? Of course you are. So you're definitely in the right place. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome to episode 30 of the Teacher Girls Podcast. This is your host, Erica Terry. And if you don't know anything about me by now, you should know that I keep it real. And let's be real, right? There is so much testing that happens, so much that goes along with data analysis and collecting data and testing and testing and testing and testing. And prepping for the tests that you know you kind of get burnt out with the conversations of, right? Like if I'm being real, you're being real, you may have felt this way at times, but I am going to tell you that during today's conversation with Stephanie McConnell from Principal Principles, we are going to be discussing how to systematically monitor student growth to improve outcomes. And she shares a strategy with us that is going to definitely help you in your teaching practice. So if you looked at this topic and was like, I really don't want to listen to a conversation about testing or monitoring data, like you're kind of just tired of hearing about it, you are not going to be disappointed. You are going to learn about a great strategy that's going to help you win in the classrooms. But before we get into exactly how you're going to win, I just want to make sure that I am inviting you to join us live on Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can find us on Facebook, in the Facebook group, LinkedIn, Twitter, or YouTube. And when you join us live, the benefit is that you get to ask our guests any question that you have. And so definitely get on, introduce yourself in the chat so that I can meet you, and then put those questions in there because they stay on after the interview and answer all of the questions. And so, as we go into the new year, I want to meet you. So come January, make sure that you are joining us at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursday evenings for the live recordings of the Teacher Goals Podcast. With that being said, I am going to start the interview with Stephanie Macano, so that you can learn how to systematically monitor student growth and when. Hi, Hello. everyone. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing good. How about you? I am good. Super excited to have you on tonight. I know I am looking forward to learning more about some strategies that we can use to monitor student growth and improve outcomes. But before we do, I always like to start off by getting a story. I feel like we can learn so much just from hearing each other's stories. So my very first question for you is to tell us about yourself. Tell us your story. How did you get an education? How did you, you know, start principal principles and how did you, you know, how did you get where you are today? Well, I, I'm Stephanie McConnell, and I started out just
0: like most principals do, being a teacher first, and it did that for several years, and then I decided I wanted to make a bigger impact on the students in the building, and so I decided to go ahead and enroll and take classes to be an administrator, and I've been a principal for about 15 years I've also was a superintendent, assistant superintendent of curriculum instruction. And just, I don't know, I started out with the business probably about, I think it was 13 years ago where I'm on the internet searching for things to help me as a principal.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: I thought, well, there is very limited stuff. And so I thought, okay, what if I, start sharing what I have, and then other people do the same, and we create this community of people sharing ideas and resources with one another, and I had absolutely no idea blogging was just coming out and didn't even realize that all the ins and outs of it, but I learned my way through that, and then somehow it became from just me sharing all of that to become in a business now where I actually help school leaders and love what I do. And it's just been such a big difference and impact on me to start that process.
1: Well, we love that. I love how you just jumped out there and started sharing resources and sharing what you were doing. So often, you know, some of us have that desire, but we get caught up in trying to learn everything first. So I love that you were just putting yourself out there and said, hey, I'll figure it out as I go and look where you are today. So kudos for that. And so we know that you help principals in a lot of ways, right? You help school leaders and teachers. And tonight we're going to specifically focus on monitoring student growth. So when I hear that, I just think assessment, right? Or that's what I hear when I say see those words. And I'm like, I know she's going to share with us some great tools. So when we talk about monitoring student growth, Let's first define it. Like, what is it? How do you do it? Like, what are we really talking about tonight?
0: Well, when you're monitoring student growth, it is assessing. You are assessing. That's one piece of it. But you're, you're really looking at specific data and using that to determine where the students are and where they need to be. And so there's a big you know, the processes and tools that you can use and things that I have used over the years that I've found beneficial to me are just like, you know, to keep up with all the data, spreadsheets and things like that, Mm -hmm. that we can use. But yes, assessment is a big piece of it because you have to see, check for understanding with the students. When you give them an assessment, you got to see, did they master the standards? Are they ready to move on? Are they you know, ready to graduate, things like that. So you the assessment is a piece of it, but it's certainly not more assessments. You right. actually just use what you already are doing. We have an assessment calendar. It is just being extremely intentional about finding the right things to assess for the students instead of just doing a broad a scope of tests that you actually are defining that and breaking it down and and assessing only exactly what you're looking for. And then that cycle starts over. You teach more, then you assess, did they check for understanding on that? Things like that. So it's like a cycle of continuous improvement. That's Mm -hmm. the way I look at it. It's just a constant cycle, but it's definitely not more. It is just using what you have and being extremely intentional about it
1: using what you have and being extremely intentional. I love that. And I kind of want to dig into that a little bit more. One thing I picked up on that you said is that we have to find the right things to address or assess with our students. So how I'm a teacher, you know, I feel overwhelmed already by so many different assessments and I, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm doing something I feel like every day. So how do I find the right things to assess for students?
0: That's a great question. And I know most teachers already understand this, but a teacher has a thousand standards to teach, okay? And some of those standards have more impact than others, We're responsible for teaching all of them, but we can all agree that some of the standards take priority or they're more essential than others. And so those are the ones you can focus on because they are important for the next grade level or they might be important for a state assessment, things like that, or they're in other content areas. And so that's kind of how you identify what are the most essential or the priority standards that we need to focus on. And so we build assessments around those high priority standards and then test and then reflect on that. What does the assessment tell us? Things like that And, and make determinations. Are we going to put students in intervention or are we going to give them enrichment? Things like that are all discussed, but that's part of that process of assessment.
1: All righty. So we assess those power standards or whatever name is used in the district. And then we go through this cycle of continuous improvement. So what are some strategies, tips, tools that you recommend As people are going through this cycle, that really can target and help ensure that they're improving student outcomes rather than just assessing because that's what it says do on the calendar today.
0: Absolutely. Well, you know, our I think some schools fall victim to this of being data rich and Mm action poor. And so we will collect that data, but Things don't change based off of that. And so one of the most critical pieces is actually reflecting on that data and then making some changes. If you don't, then nothing's going to change if nothing changes. And so I say that all the time is that you just have to be extremely intentional about everything. Ass- assess when the calendar says but then have a data meeting following that and make decisions for our students and give them exactly what you need. And so that is kind of what, how it stemmed me creating the wind time system and when time stands for what I need. And it's actually given our students exactly what they need during the day, during an intervention or enrichment period of the day, which is built into our master schedule so we, after we do that assessment, we have a data meeting, we determine, okay, what are we doing well? What do we need to change? What are students doing well? And what do the students need more of so that we can intervene with them? And so we place them accordingly in win-time groups. And then that cycle just begins again. So a test, you know, assess them, also teach, you know, rigorous teaching with very specific skills to address those things that were in the assessment. I mean, because if you don't, if you're just going to teach to the masses and really not specific to what that test just told you, then you're going to get the same results again. And so that's what we want to make sure that we avoid is another test that's going to tell us the same information again.
1: Yes, we definitely want to avoid that. And we want to hear more about win time. So for someone that may be on tonight, and they just heard you say win time, and we're like, I want to win. I want my students to win. Tell us about win time.
0: Okay, so here's the book, win time. And you can get this on Amazon or Walmart, Target, wherever you want. And I came up, I started Win time years ago, but I didn't even call it win time, we called it flex time. And it wasn't until I came to my current school district where I changed it to win time because I realized exactly what I'm doing is giving students what they need. And that's what W-I-N stands for is what I need. And so every student has a study plan, a pathway to getting exactly what they need. And those groups change often based off of that data that we're talking about. And so you actually see a lot of student growth because you're getting extremely intentional about what that data says and giving the students exactly what they need and building instruction around that. But when time is part of our master schedule and it's small group instruction and we have intervention and enrichment, we have STEM classes, we have you know, in the state of Texas, we have online testing. So we're doing keyboarding, things like that, teaching our students how to use the the computers and things like that. So that is what when time is. And I'd love for you to learn more about it. You can go to my website, Principal Principals, and there's tons of stuff on my website that you can download. And I also, so that's what I do. I go to schools and I go and help Principals get one time started and work with their high impact team and deliver this. And I have seen results not only in my school, we were when I first came to this district in 2017, we were at ELF campus. And not that that is the only thing that happened, but we went from an F to an A within two years. I know when time had a big impact on that, not saying it's the only thing because I have great teachers and great students and parent involvement and things like that. But it was the systems that we put in place that saw such a, a great uh, improvement in our student outcomes. But it's not just my school. It is many schools that are implementing Wintime have seen such a great improvement in student growth.
1: Awesome. And so it sounds like it is a great system that you all have put in place. But one thing we know as educators is that every great system comes with challenges, right? And so let's talk about that part of it. What challenges do you see teachers or even principals facing when they, you know, attempt to implement the win time system in order to monitor student growth? I
0: think what's coming to mind right away are two things that I've always hear is teachers sharing kids, and they, you know, teachers hold tight to their own children and the students in their classroom. So you have to create that environment where it's a collaborative environment and everybody feels safe to share their students with another teacher Mm -hmm. in group. So that is one. The other thing is. If you don't start it off right, it becomes a like a study hall look. Mm-hmm. And that is certainly what we don't want. We want to avoid that. We want it to be high impact, really thought out instruction for students, not a study hall. What, you know, what are our students during that time? What are they supposed to be doing? What are the teachers supposed to be doing that time? So that you can really maximize the time for when time. And I just know that. The schools that are doing it and doing it well, the results that they're getting is based off of how they started it and the systems that they have in place. And that is one thing that I do is to help you create that system so that every year you can just represent that system to your staff and go back over the expectations. But I tell you that I think those are the two things is one, the biggest one is is the last one about not starting it off correctly, which it can take on any look based off of your school because you might be in a really large district and I'm in a little smaller one and it's going to look differently, but that's okay. It's just that you've got to have the systems in place. You've got to have a procedures in place and things like that. So everybody understands what to do during that time and that it doesn't become a study hall.
1: And so, in order to avoid making it a study hall, what is one action if someone's like, okay, I want to, you know, learn more about win time or I really want to implement systems to monitor student growth and improve mm-hmm. outcomes, like what's one action that they can implement tomorrow to get started?
0: I would say create that action plan, create a team of people, I know you said one thing, but I don't think you can create an action plan without a team of people to have that there. I call them a high impact team because they're boots on the ground. They're pushing it out to everyone and they help get commitments and buy-ins from the staff. And so I would say develop that high impact team of people to build time And what it looks like and what the best way to do that is create a slide deck of all the different parts of wind time and address those and answer those, you know, fill out the slide deck and then present it back to the staff, because that's exactly what we do when I come and train teachers on wind time.
1: And so if I am thinking, okay, I want to start this high impact team, like who are or who do you recommend to be included on that team?
0: Well, I would I would pick some teachers that are going to support you in this and be believers in this process. Also, because teachers need to be part of that team, but administrators as well, interventionists, People that really know the kids and know the school would be really great to have on there. And you don't need a a too large a team, then, because then you get people, it's too big to make decisions. And so you get a small enough team, six, seven people, and y'all sit down around a round table and just throw this idea out there and look at your people, look at your resources that you have and say, okay, we want to have a win time. What is that going to look like? What people Mm -hmm. do I have to make that happen? What instructional materials are we going to use? When are we going to assess our students? You know, things like that have to be identified and put into your action plan.
1: Awesome. And so for people that want to learn more about you, learn more about wind time, tell us, where can they find you? Well, my website is Principal
0: Principles, and you can go there and I have a ton of stuff. I have a shop, but I also have a blog that you can read anything you want to know about. And I because I've been blogging on there for 13 years, I think. <laughs> And uh, so there are a ton of resources that Principal Principles. I'm also on social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, things like that. So you can find me at any of those as well.
1: Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight and sharing with us more information about Wintime and how we can support and, you know, assess our students in a way that improves outcomes. We appreciate it and are so glad to have you here with us. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Appreciate that. Are you ready to win? Of course you are. And we want to hear all about it. So make sure that as you're implementing the win strategy in your classroom, that you tag us at Teacher Goes so that we can cheer you on and show you some love. We are so proud of you, proud of the work that you do, and know that you are valued each and every day here at Teacher Goes. Thank you so much for joining us and have a great week. Thank you so much for tuning into the Teacher Goals Podcast. Here are three ways that you can engage with us and join an amazing community of educators. First, subscribe to the show in whatever platform you're tuning in on. Second, be sure to follow us and join the Teacher Goals Connected School Communities Facebook group so that you never miss our live recordings and the opportunity to engage in a live Q&A with our weekly guests. Last but certainly not least, I'd love to hear your favorite tip from today's show. Leave a review or snap a pic and create a post tagging at Teacher Goals and me at Healthy Wealthy Educators so that we can check out all of the great things that you're doing to achieve your teacher goals.
0: Your Goals and Teach Your Heart Out is sponsoring a 2023 Bahamas cruise open to all educators. Guests such as spouses, family, and friends are also welcome to attend. There is an amazing lineup of speakers, and you can book your PD at sea now by putting down a $200 deposit. Attend the Sail Away Party Thursday, July 6th in Port Canaveral at 6 p.m. in preparation for Cruising Friday. You will return Monday, July 10th at 8 a.m. Scan the QR code now to sign up. You don't want to miss it.